0: I get men confused when their names begin with J to be honest.
1: <laughs> okay. Literally, no. Okay. Um, I'm sure I think
0: Jan is hot.
1: Jan is hot. It's just, he's just hot. And welcome to another special bonus episode of Allegedly Astrology. We're busy over here getting ready for season two, but we're living in wild ass times and we can't help but check a chart when literal history is being made. So Dana, tell us what we're talking about on this bonus
0: episode. Today we're talking about the uh, incident that involved storming the United States Capitol building the other day.
1: (laughs) A casual incident. Yes.
2: Um, so we got a lot of DMs and texts asking us to break this down. Um, so we had to cover it, especially like we can't cover Hillary Baldwin's fake accent and then just like avoid this. So we
1: have to give the people what they want.
0: Give the people what they want.
1: <laughs> giving the people what they want what the people didn't want was an actual siege. Um, on our United States <laughs> Capitol. Uh, so yes, we're talking about what literally everyone is talking about, and that is the actual siege led by pro-Trump insurrectionists, and that's that's a actual term we're saying here in the year 2021, um, not 1862. So this <laughs> a- this attack, domestic terror incident, bre- breach of security. Um, again, lots of not, lots of names we can call this. Um, this attack not only delayed the certification of Biden's presidency by uh, by some hours, but left five dead, including one police officer, at least a dozen more officers injured, 82 arrested at the time of this recording, and many more being sought by the FBI. Um, but another banking thing that happened as a result of this insurrection was Trump getting permanently banned from Twitter and, quote, indefinitely banned from Facebook, which is like four years too late. But, Sarah, let's break <laughs> it down. How did this happen?
2: The sixth day of 2021 started off pretty chill. Everyone was busy posting memes about how shitty 2020 was. And there also was a section of people that were like, yay, Georgia. Um, But it also was the certification of the Electoral
1: College. And normally this isn't a thing we talk about because the certification of votes is just one of those standard parts of our democracy that we take for granted that we don't really hear that much about because it's kind of boring usually uneventful. But spoiler alert, that was not the case in the uh, certification that happened on January 6th.
2: Yes. And that's mostly due to the fact that there was a Trump rally happening nearby. It was a stop the steal rally because even though he objectively lost the election. He still maintains he won in a landslide. So for weeks, he Twitter ranted about January 6th being a day of reckoning. And people went on Gab and parlor and talked about the event and what they were going to do. And they did not disappoint. Trump riled everyone
1: up and told them to go to the Capitol to make their voices heard. Right. And before we get into this, we should definitely do a quick breakdown of Trump's chart. We've talked about his big three before, which is the familiar combo of Gemini, Leo, and Sagittarius. Um, so Dana, speaking of that, that big three, is there anything else we can point out about his um, wonderful personality?
0: It's a familiar combo because it's my big three. So <laughs> I uh, have some, I don't think that I should be maligned because of this. I think that it actually offered all of us some valuable insight, okay? <laughs> and I think that my defensiveness about it Offer also offers valuable insight. (laughs) So let's get into hot little hands. Donnie, uh, Gemini, Sun, Leo Rising, Sagittarius Moon. This is like Twitter fingers energy. It's also boisterous clown energy. Leo Risings are inherently performance artists. Um, It doesn't really cross over well with the austerity of the American presidency (laughs) that you expect. So Trump's son is ruled by his 12th house, Cancer Mercury. Cancer is ruled by the moon. And while Cancer Mercury at its best is like a hilarious and like astute placement, some of my favorite comedians have this placement, including Michelle Wolf. Yeah, Love her. Okay. Cancer Mercury is also reactive. And the 12th house relates to like pathological behavior. So things that we are the last to know about ourselves, but like might be super obvious to other people. So that's what the 12th house kind of relates to. And this is where his Mercury is. And Mercury is, you know, what, what puts those things. Thoughts into action.
1: Yeah. So his Leo rising makes him desperately want attention. And he has a placement in the 12th house that makes him very, very reactive to the way he acts and talks, which is no surprise to anyone that's seen him in the last, you know, four years and maybe the last couple decades, even.
2: Yeah, no, totally lines up. So now in the timeline of the day, we're at the Capitol. The insurrectionists get through the barricades and bust into the halls of Congress while Congress is tallying up the electoral votes to certify Biden as president. And all these people just go insane. They start... Breaking shit, taking selfies, they're trying to find Congress. And because of this, all the staff and senators have to go into lockdown for their safety. So this prevents the certification of our next president from happening. This is, like, fucking crazy. What is happening in what I assume is this berserk chart?
0: Okay, so at this point, Mars was in 29 degrees of Aries. And 29 degrees of any uh, sign is called the anoretic degree, it's anoretic. Sounds like anorexic. It's not. It's not the same thing. It's a potent and often foreboding uh, definition. Um, the sign is the agenda of a planet. And the energy of that agenda, everything it entails, is expressed in the most impulsive, aggressive manner before it enters the next sign because 29 degrees is the final degree of a sign. It's
2: like the last thing, um, like the last hurrah. Right.
0: It's like shit, I'm I'm about to go into that sign, so I have to like I get it all think, out. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh I'm watching the Sopranos, it's like when uh Christopher wants to like do more heroin as like his last Hurrah. It's like it's that. Uh, <laughs> I nice. was
2: gonna say um, a bachelorette party, but <laughs> doing heroin before things. rehab also counts. <laughs>
0: sure. So more <Martin. laughs> The planet of aggression, impulsivity, survival. It's not thinking, it's just acting. And Mars spent six months in Aries because it was retrograde from September to November, which uh, compared to the usual Mars cycle where Mars spends six weeks in each sign. So it's just kind of like it's been in Aries for a really long time. It's had this like regression. It's like potent and it just also just cleared the shadow period. So it's like, it's kind of like just back on track. And it's like, I need to get this out before I get into Taurus.
1: Shit. So on the day of the attack, Mars was in the very last degree of its home sign in Aries. And like Dana said, this is the anaerobic degree, which makes the sign into the strongest version of itself, which is like cool timing. Um, (laughs) But Mars is very aggressive, super impulsive. So this energy is going to be like everything on steroids, basically. Just whatever you can think of, put it on steroids. Yeah. Broid rage. Broid rage to the max on this day. Eventually, the insurrectionists
2: were removed and Congress was able to reconvene and certify Joe Biden as the 46th president of the United States. So there are still a lot of questions that need to be answered about this event. But one big one is, how did this happen? I mean, obviously, it's been four years in the making. But one major thing that was a huge kind of Kindle starter to fan the flames was the internet.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if it's just the last four years. How did this happen is such a loaded question. Um, We could go back into the bowels of history. But as we spoke before, the Internet is currently in its good old Saturn return. So, Dana, can you remind us what the significance of a Saturn return is?
0: I can't. Also, bowels of history is a really great term. Um, I don't know if that's the right one. I don't care because it's my (laughs) right one now. Um, also <laughs> right, but we'll, and
1: keep, we'll keep it, it in. Sorry, if anyone notes. if that's triggering for anyone with um IBS. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. Yeah. It sounds I like it's like IBS, wet so. and
1: like <laughs> damp. Which is what Yeah.
2: Well
0: also America's Twelfth House is Scorpio, which deals with bowels. So OK, so after all of that was just said, I will explain <laughs> this out in return, which is a time for like playing catch up with karma in individuals lives and any things, uh, the lifetime or timeline of any sort of a situation or event. So it's about maturing. It's about the cycle of like maturation. And it's also necessarily related to self-governing and like learning how to or trying to. It's not like going to get things right every time just because it's about maturation, but it's not going to it. it things will change no matter what. And it's like calling uh, it's like being called to action and just kind of like putting a spotlight on either like certain pitfalls, like, or where things need to catch up or like uh, also spotlighting, like the power of a certain thing. So Saturn and Aquarius relates to the collective and also technology. So it's like not even it's, it's so crazy, I guess, just accurate that the internet was invented with Saturn and Aquarius. And now that it's back again, that we have to like, look at all these things in a different way. And that uh it's asking new questions
1: and am I right to say that you don't only have one Saturn return in your lifetime? Well, well I mean, I guess depending on when you, you die, die. <laughs> yeah so but it's none. every it's every
0: like twenty seven to thirty years, or when is what how often does a Saturn is on like a twenty nine twenty eight year cycle about okay
1: so every on, like two or
2: three during like a healthy adult now, yeah. Like
0: in yes. many times, like, you
2: wouldn't
0: even take one. Yeah, yeah is because true. Like, <laughs> like the death.
1: Right. Seventeen <laughs> right.
0: so so, so. like seventeen and like conquered countries at twelve, and <laughs> now we're like, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So this is a time when the things that just aren't working with the internet are really going to come to come to light in its first Saturn return. So here we're seeing what happens when online movements happen in a closed social media network echo chamber where conspiracy theories about voter fraud and stolen elections, among many other dangerous things, really get amplified.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned in our previous anonymous episode, check it out if you've had it, haven't. We talked about the Internet Saturn return and we mentioned that, you know, we're probably going to be seeing some restrictions that we haven't seen before. And that's definitely happened. You know, Trump's banning from social networks like Twitter, which literally gives him his will to live and Facebook like that just happened. And that didn't happen. until, like that wasn't probably even a possibility until you know recently so this was a really big day for trump personally what was happening in his chart
0: uh yeah michael cohen's tweet about that made me laugh so hard oh, yeah michael um, cohen was
2: like like twitter is the air trump breathes he's losing his marbles right now and then like shortly after that he like went on the POTUS Twitter account and Dana was like, why doesn't he just go on POTUS? And then I got like a notification that was like, Twitter has had to delete his tweets from POTUS account. (laughs) It was just like-
0: (laughs) I told you, I have insight into what he will (laughs) do next, okay?
1: Um, it's You're you're like, wait, you're like Harry Potter and Trump is like Voldemort. Like you're one of the same. But you're you're good and Trump is evil. (laughs) And all we're doing is trying to use- the internet saturn in returned to murder all the horcruxes <laughs> oh my god twitter is definitely one of his horcruxes and we just killed it sorry i'm getting really nerdy into harry potter right, right now he's, he's like died. cancelled
2: fuck your harry yeah, potter <laughs> right
0: i mean sopranos uh okay so from tenth house of fame, honors, and career is Taurus, and its ninth house is in Aries. And the ninth house is about beliefs, uh, shared in an open forum. It's the soapbox. It's anything that will be, could be like vocalized in a public place. Something where people would pull up a microphone. If you live in a city, it's that corner near an old navy where there's always someone saying something in a suit, and you're like, "Hi." <laughs> is your job
2: Um, like you walk past an old navy
0: (laughs) someone in this odd like a soapbox I don't don't even know what a soapbox is but I just know I can see the people in my head with their microphone where is it even hooked up I guess they probably have their own generator I'm way off track now let me get back to the Trump thing um so Mars and the interactive degree can like really ramp up this like Twitter energy and like the need to like get on a soapbox or kind of like impel him to say extreme shit. Um, And then with Mars moving into Taurus later that evening, it coincides with him being blocked from Twitter and Mars is like power. And so this is, it's basically the move from like, it's the potent energy, the need to say your piece. And it's like, maybe it's not like a, you know, it's not a logical piece. Mars in 29 degrees varies, not logical. It's full action. Then it moves, Mars moves into his 10th house, which is blocking him from Twitter It's blocking the public access to him, which is the 10th house.
1: That transit of Mars and Aries on that day falls in his ninth house, which is going to make him really go off and say more extreme things than he normally would. And Mars then changed signs later in that same day into Taurus, which for him led to him being forced to stop and think, aka take a pause from his lifeblood social platform.
2: Being banned from social platforms and di- digital shopping platforms are the only repercussions Trump is facing. There are a lot of talks happening about impeachment for the second time.
1: Hell yeah. We're, we're not done with impeachment yet. And while it might seem meaningless to impeach him a second time when there's less than two weeks left in his miserable first and only term, but it's important to note that if he were impeached again, he would lose his lifetime pension of $200,000 a year his travel stipend, his secret service detail, and most importantly the ability to run again in 2024, which like we cannot go through that hellscape again.
2: <laughs> um so this is super interesting the impeach the possible impeachment again because Trump was impeached by the house for obstructing congress about a year ago and being that he's a gemini, gemini represents twins, things normally coming twos so it's super interesting that he could be impeached twice dana do you have yeah, anything so, else sad about the gemini life well the gemini i mean the
0: eclipses are in, he was born on a sagittarius lunar eclipse like the eclipses are we're in gemini sagittarius eclipse season or i mean we're it's during that cycle and the fact that it just happened again like conjunct his moon and also, conjunct my moon, uh, I can tell you that things, yeah, can happen in twos. It can happen. <laughs> Gemini represents twins. Things happen in twos. It like replicates things. It wouldn't be surprising for a Gemini president to be impeached twice. I don't know. Was JFK shot twice? Probably.
1: <laughs> he was shot multiple times. So, <laughs> Trump's actions that are possibly leading to another impeachment, it's not the only thing that sounds familiar. The violence and aggression of this day is very reminiscent of another gathering that shed light on the extreme racism and white supremacy dangers we're facing in this country. And that was the Unite the Right rally in the now infamous city of Charlottesville, Virginia.
2: Boo!
1: Forever. Oh, baby, Those teepee torches, fucking terrifying.
2: Um, but the Unite the Right rally was a meeting of white supremacists in Charlottesville, Virginia, and the goal of the event as described by organizers, was to unify the white nationalist movement and oppose the removal of the Robert E. Lee statue that was in the city's park. Because remember, this was a time when a lot of places, a lot of states were talking about, like, do we remove these, like, Confederate monuments?
0: It was also the rise of incels.
2: Yes, also the rise of those great American incels, which probably don't (laughs) isolate that. (laughs) That (laughs) soundbite um so (laughs) so all these white supremacists gather in charlottesville and they're marching around waving weapons chanting a bunch of like dumb racist anti-semitic shit and overall they're just being really big dickheads and this did not help ease the tensions that were rising because counter protesters were also there they arrived and to basically just like protest everything that they were doing at this rally
1: yeah and after a day of mayhem The governor declared a state of emergency and asked for additional help due to public safety concerns. Shortly after that call for help, James Alex Fields Jr. rammed his car into a group of counter-protesters, killing Heather Heyer and injuring 19 others. Um, Is there anything astrologically that Charlottesville has in common with the attack on the Capitol? I feel like it's just, it's like a, that's like the first thing that that's like coming to mind. I feel like there has to be some. At
2: least of course there is. Yes, because. (laughs) Of course there is. Duh.
0: Duh. Of course. So. Um, on the Charlottesville, uh, it was August 11th, 2017. Um, Uranus was in 29 degrees Aries. Uh, we've talked about 29 degrees Aries. Pluto was in 17 degrees Capricorn. So we'll start with Uranus in 29 degrees Aries. Um, so yeah, the anoretic degree, it's like potent. It's just driven towards like getting out that Aries energy and Uranus is revolutionary energy, but it doesn't always entail like a revolution, I'm saying that because I've seen a lot of people talking about revolutions and uh, one more, like I've, this isn't a thing that I've coined, but revolutions don't have merch, right? So (laughs) Uranus is always shock and it's also surprises and Uranus something like it perverts the energy of whatever sign it's in. So in Aries is like the energy of individualism going after what's yours and like, what you think you're entitled to then obviously. Um, And so we can't always think of like these isolated events as like, or these as isolated events, but they're all part of like this American timeline in history. Right. So this energy of like individualism or like, you know, entitlement of like not having enough and like having to grab after what's worse when you it's mostly when you have so much that you think you might not have enough. You're afraid of losing when you already have like way more than enough. And so it blocks and divides like. When Mars and Uranus hit the same degree, it's going to be explosive, compulsive, demonstrative, not necessarily logical. It's oftentimes the opposite. And so then also this like highlights the Pluto return or like a a stop on the Pluto return on like the, you know, the caboose or the train. Which let's like
2: talk about that real quick. Um, The Pluto return. Well,
0: uh, the return of any planet, it just like uh, it's it starts a new cycle. A return is when a planet hits the exact same Point in a chart that it was at like the inception or the birth. So Pluto is on a 248 year cycle. So we're about to hit the United States Pluto return from when the declaration of independence was signed. And Pluto is in 27 degrees Capricorn in the American chart and Pluto. So once Pluto hit Capricorn, it kind of, uh, it, it really started to signal the rise of like this Pluto return energy. Like that was kind of when the ball really was set in motion. And so We talk a lot about the Pluto return in our America uh, episodes. I think they're called the American legacy. Um, So please go back and listen if you want more interesting insight on that. Um, And so on Charlottesville, uh, Pluto was in 17 degrees Capricorn, which is where the sun was on the day of the great Capitol circus. And the sun illuminates whatever it touches and Pluto is control. So it's like this graspy control energy. And it's just like another incident on a timeline that isn't over right now. And it started and when the Declaration of Independence was signed. So it's kind of like, altogether, this just signified, like, this is like, a like today it feels like a thing that just happened that was crazy. But it's like, we almost, with our 24-hour news cycle and our social media uh, and, like, the way the internet is global, like, it's these things that keep happening that we almost forget that they've already happened, if that makes sense.
1: On the day the Capitol was stormed, Mars was in the anaerobic degree in Aries, And for Charlottesville, it was in Uranus in the Antarctic degree of Aries. So we have this need to go after what's yours, which here was to keep your race pure. Um, (laughs) And this energy is also going to be super explosive. So Mars and Uranus are both extremely impulsive planets. So really just like a Molotov cocktail waiting to explode. And not to mention, the sun was also joining Pluto and Capricorn at the same degree on January 6th that Pluto was during Charlottesville. Which signals like just like a quick chaotic grab for control. So I guess I have to ask if we see what happened with Charlottesville, we see what's happening now. Is there another time coming up where we might be seeing this these same transits happening?
0: Um, so Mars and Uranus will be conjunct in Taurus on January twentieth, aka inauguration day. And right. this perfect is timing not suggesting this will be another incident like that i think what i'm learning by all this is that i can't really see what the incidents will be like but i can i can feel the energy of what they will be right like we can all do that it's not like a power that i have (laughs) it's just like sort of control it's like vitriol it's heathens it's people doing this like theater performance that they think is so much more but it's i I mean it's having like the same like a I'm not saying that the impact isn't valid. It's super valid. It's terrifying, right? It's it's this fear. It's uncomfortable. Mars and Uranus both have to do with being controlled by fear. And so the next two years, I think, will be colored by the energy of Saturn and Aquarius squaring Uranus and Taurus. I, I don't think that it's for sure going to happen. Aquarius and Taurus are fixed signs. They don't budge. Squares are tension. Uranus impels. Saturn restricts. It's like Taurus needs security. Aquarius needs to make a difference. They both think they're right. These signs are like that might usually be stable or like presenting as stable become manic. It's, it's like a manic need for control and stability. And then sort of like projecting this need onto these like performative events.
2: Yeah. And I feel like this transit, especially is like, makes a lot of sense for what's happening now because, you know, Taurus, like Taurus is a sign that like, they, only think about like security. Like that's what matters to Taurus is like security. So they're going to like fight for the things that like make them feel safe. And then like Aquarius on the other hand is like all about ideas and like pushing progress. So I feel like these two things are like at odds. So it's easy to see that like, you know, there's going to be this like weird tension that's happening. Um, So on inauguration day, we could probably expect the unexpected. Like there might be a situation that we just like never saw coming. Like Dana was saying, like you can't really predict what it will be, but that's, you know, the energy of the day is probably going to be like that. Um, And there also is that like fixed energy between Aquarius and Taurus that we'll be feeling for the next two years. So basically we'll all be trying to make, maintain control of what makes us feel safe and secure. And, you know, whether no matter what you think, you're going to think that like your way is the best way.
1: Oh oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's gonna
2: be like uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, gotta take that all in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we'll definitely have to see how this plays out. I mean, I hope that Joe Biden is planning on doing the inauguration from a secure bunker in an undisclosed location. Um, yeah, everyone just just be prepared. But uh Yeah, I can't say I'm particularly optimistic, but in the meantime, if you have any more questions (laughs) around transits surrounding the United States government, like Dana mentioned, now would be a great time to check out our season one, two-part season finale about the American legacy that dives deep into the history of the chart for the United States and the Pluto return. So that's what you guys should get into while you're anxiously waiting for season two
0: and please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever platform uh you listen to podcasts on and
2: we're also on the interwebs so follow us we're allegedly astrology on instagram and reddit and allegedly astro shortened on twitter
1: we have not been banned yet i'm elise i'm dana and i'm sarah and this is allegedly astrology